0: Hey, how you doing? This is Mike. Let's Talk. The name of this show is... I haven't named it yet, because I think this is going to be a two-part thing. I'm doing this right now because, man, I got the urge to do this right now, so I'm going to do it right now. And I may, in fact, you know, pause it and then finish the recording on Sunday and, you know, wait for some other developments or something to happen. Maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) Maybe it'd be better if I don't know. You know, I asked a friend of mine back east, I says, uh, you know, uh, do you think uh, you'd like to receive my podcast? You know, I used to work with her, well, in the same building. Great gal. Really, really, you know, I'll say, I, I told my wife, Tina, before she moved to New York to marry me, I said, listen, this ain't where you're from. You know, in other words, the attitude and the way of doing things and whatever you want to call it is way different. And uh, but anyways, this friend of mine, she was a golden, golden charm of a friend, and they're very hard to find in New York State. Someone that would literally stand up for you. A lot of them, a lot of them talk about doing it, but they don't really mean it. You know, it's it's lip service. I ain't got time for no lip service. So anyway, you want to lip service me, tell me I won a million dollars and prove it. <laughs> anyway, I says to her, you know, if you want to receive these podcasts, she says, Yeah, I think I'm done with the drama. And I and I understand that. Man, I get it 110%. The difference with, I guess the, the difference here is my um, my involvement with it, my, you know having this show, and the things I talk about, and so forth and so on, it's not really an option. You know, my my good friend and I, on a couple of occasions, have talked about this show, and, you know, what it could mean, or what it does mean, or, you know, anything of that nature. And I hate it when something's not exactly, exactly. Don't you hate that? Like, the microphone is not... So, anyway... Oh, thank you, Jesus. So that's how we do that. Oh, nope, not that way. This way. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. OCD, ADD, all that kind of stuff. Try to give me medicine for it. Makes me feel like I got fark and Alzheimer's and uh, dementia all at the same time. You know what? I'll just go back to the, the normal not feeling right in the head kind of thing. So that's where we're at. Anyway, with that being said, you know... Um, I get that. I got enough going on. I got enough this, enough that, so forth and so on. I get it. And, you know, like I said, if it wasn't because this is a calling from the Lord, you, know, you can't tell the Lord no. You know, it's no, you don't. I got this, that, and the other thing to do first. You know what Jesus said to somebody like that with a, a, a similar reason for not, you know, coming along? Let the dead bury their dead. That's part of what it means when Jesus says, once you set your hand to that plow, if you keep looking back, you're not worth the kingdom of God. Obviously, that has nothing to do. No wonder why it's hot in here. The fan's not on. Um, It has nothing to do with plowing. It has to do with your hands putting on that plow. Okay, you grab hold of that gospel. You grab hold of Jesus Christ. And the lifestyle and everything that goes with it. But if you keep looking back, especially if you're pining for that, in other words, you know, you were wishing those days were here again, sinning and all kinds of goings on. Well, plain and simple, he says, you're not worthy of the kingdom, you're not worth the kingdom. Jesus said, if you can't forfeit your parents, pretty much, you're not worth the kingdom. If you can't give up everything and anything you've ever thought of or owned, you're not worth the kingdom. There's a whole lot to that. Being a child of God involves a whole lot more than just reading your Bibles and going to church. That, that's like the bare minimum. Hell, Satan goes to church. Excuse my language. Don't excuse my language. I don't care. It's my show. Don't listen if you don't like it. Sorry. Had a moment there. So anyway, you know, the point is you got to be ready, willing, and able to, you know, to be a part of it. I'm not saying you got to be as an extrovert like me. My good friend is an introvert. He, you know, crowd speaking and all that kind of whatever. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Not going to happen. Nope. Which kind of, <laughs> it bums me out a little bit because if he ever comes out here or we ever have a chance where I could do a show with him with me, I would love to have him, you know, say a few words. But the thing is this, you know, this is my calling. He has his calling. And there's everything and anything in between. And there could be a million people like me. There could be a billion people like him. You know, it's all about the numbers, but they really don't matter in the end. Each part of the body, quote, unquote, the body has a part. All right? The brain is Christ. okay, and the spirit in you is the Holy Spirit, okay, but then there comes these different parts, right, you get it, okay, so like Paul said, one body, different parts, different jobs, but all part of one body, and, uh, you know, we've gotten, well, (laughs) unfortunately, very far from when the church, and I'm not talking about, you know, the one world religion of the end times or anything like that, I'm talking about the church, well, the way it used to be when I was growing up. My best friend there, he listens to this show. He could tell you the same thing. A lot lot of what I talk about, he he was actually there with me. He was an eyewitness to the event. Updates at noon, anyways. So, you know, he knows these things. And anybody of our generation knows these things. That things are changing. (laughs) Things are moving along. And I really think, I believe, I do. I think, and let me ask you if you ever get the same inkling, I think or get an inkling that people are like on pause. You know, tape recorder or whatever. Boy, am I dating myself A tape recorder. Anything that has a play, stop, and pause button, okay? so And record. Anything. So you hit the pause button. So like society, it seems to me, may have hit the pause button. You know, right now, relatively speaking, I mean, to be honest with you, other than the war going on in Ukraine, you know, everything's peaceful. Well, then you got this Ukraine thing. I mean, I hope you understand, you know, Basically, what I'm saying is, or not basically, (laughs) what I am saying is, we don't have Antifa and those bozos, you know, going bonkers or boncos every time, you know, every place. So there's none of that. So there seems to be a calm. And maybe it's based on that. Maybe it's based on the fact that they're calm. You know, they're not Getting rowdy or yelling and screaming and hollering and whatever, and whatever, whatever. But either way, I think another thing about that com. I think it could be in anticipation. I think the collective self, quote unquote, the mass psychosis, masturbation of the mind. Alright, people in the mass psychosis definition of things, I think, are at a pause, willingly or willingly or not. And I think the reason or part of the reason, whatever however you want to say it, is because they're anticipating something. You know the old the old saying when's the other shoe gonna drop? You know, usually people who have bad luck a lot or often, you know, when something bad happens, they either say it themselves or somebody else goes, well, the other shoe's going to drop sooner or later. You know, where it came from and how, I have no idea. But they say that. So I I think, I think, yeah, I'm pausing and stuff here because I, I want to make sure I say this to you right God tells it to me one way and I understand it. Not in another language or anything. It's not like some super secret code. I'm telling you what he tells me, so it's not a secret. And it's in the Bible anyway. So there, it's not a secret, not a secret. Go home. Anyway, so, I think this collective soul mentality and this uh, masquerading as a happy society after we change everything we don't even know how this is going to work we barely gave the first government time to work i mean not just any administration in general or uh, specifically but in general i mean we're only you know 200 years over 200 years but under three heck man the frickin' roman empire was around for what eight nine hundred and they had some territory baby Alright? They ruled. And we've only been around less than 300, and already, for some reason, it's come to this. Now, I know the reason why. I know it's biblical prophecy, and I know that it has to happen. There, You know, the thing is this. When you get to that part in prophecy where, okay, <laughs> this is no longer a guess, it's a given. In other words, yep, this is it, or you know that kind of wording. So, The only thing we can do now is somewhat like you would call damage control, all right? Because, again, we're way beyond, I think, fixing this problem as far as, you know, going back to as great as it was back in the day, right? Well, maybe not that far back, but back far enough. At least four years. (laughs) Maybe five if we can get it. Can we get five, Lord? So, you know... I think you get where I'm going and what I'm saying. It's not anything that I haven't said already. It's just I had this urgency all of a sudden to get on this microphone and say this to you. you know, speak to you, talk with you. You know, always remember that. I'm talking to you, not at you. So And to prove that, I'll give you my email address. Let's talk Letstalk, Mike one at gmail.com. Let's talk M I K E the number one at gmail.com. So shout out if you want to. Anyways, I, I think that this new consciousness that they've created through the, the well, <laughs> the tragedy of the pandemic, and I don't mean tragedy in this sense to recognize the dead from it. I'm saying tragic as in, man, this is like, you know, this isn't the death of one person This is the death of millions, if not billions, psychologically, mentally, and physically. They have created their own drones without having to literally, well, for the most part, reprogram you by, you know, putting a computer chip in your brain. Although, (laughs) I facetiously laugh. Anyways, or mischievously, yeah, mischievously. So... They pretty much set things up. They, they got things right where they need them to be. I think one of the next things that's going to happen, and I say next things, but I'm also going to add this to that. This to that and the other thing. I don't know which will come first. Just like I didn't know if it would be Russia, China, or rocket man over there in North Korea that would make the first move after Biden you know, took the Oval Office. All right? I always said that from the start. And it turns out to be Russia. And because of the different dynamics of inter, intergovernmental uh, relationships and geography and so forth, the next one is now China. But little man, if you notice, is is shooting off some more rockets. So for that very purpose, he doesn't want you to forget about him. Don't forget about him. But I think in general... There's going to be coming up. It might be one event. It might be one big event. But I did say the other day on the show, I don't think it's going to be an event of, of the, of this, uh, not necessarily the size of, say, like 9-11 or even a Pearl Harbor, but the scope of it. In other words, the, the far-reaching effects it'll have will be even more. All right? Because since, say, go back to 9-11, and then keep coming forward, and if you notice, things get stricter and stricter, and laws get kind of warped and misdefined, all right? And, and then, you know, we've had a complete upheaval in our own government, right, based on a virus, pretty much for the most part, right? And so they piggyback a whole bunch of these other issues, with the virus, and they destroyed the a president and then they stole an election. Ladies and gentlemen, they did not win that election. I, and uh, if you know, some of you voted and think you won, well, you didn't win by freaking, you know, real life legally, not in, a, not in a million years. Anyway, there's been this shift, this change. They're ready. ...for the next move... ...they're already in the works... ...and it's already starting to happen... ...the media across the spectrum... ...the whole entire... ...anything and everything media... ...has already begun... ...flooding the airways... ...with junk... ...nonsensical... ...bullshit... ...and the public's buying it... That's, ...that's what they want... ...right... ...because now... They're really got their heads down and their thumbs are going a million miles an hour, right? So their focus has nothing to do or is nowhere near where it should be, especially if you call yourself a Christian or a patriot. Your focus should be right on what's going on in the world, baby, and get your nose in that Bible kind of thing. So with that being said, I think with this media push, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be. Hang on, sip a coffee. I wouldn't be surprised based on what I've been hearing and seeing and I want to bring this to the front. I'm not a prophet. So what I say might not ever happen. You know, I never claim profit. Okay, so we got that straightened out. I think one of the things we might see in the very near future, if not in an overnight morning headlines thing, is I think these supposed uh, orbs, UFO orbs, I think there might come down to a confrontation between them and, I don't know, maybe Russia, maybe us, who knows. You know, I think there might be an outright, oh, you can't deny that one, confrontation. Interesting... To note, a large, large majority of UFOologists and people like at NASA and, you know, these scientific engineers and all this kind of stuff, they do not believe the orbs are extraterrestrial based on their behavior or lack of certain behaviors. Mainly, when it's a, other than an orb craft, The biggest difference is this other crap can appear and disappear at will. And it can enter the water with no disturbance in the water whatsoever and come back out in the same way. No disturbance to the water whatsoever. And no noise. Okay, no splash noise either way. I think in order to bring that to the next level, there has to be a confrontation. I don't know of what magnitude, but it'll be something that'll be on the news. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. And I'm not talking one of those flippant news stories that comes and goes real quick. Uh Uh-uh. This is going to begin the ball of wax, as they say, rolling in that direction. I also think because we have, (laughs) when Hillary was running, I said, this, folks is the most important election to date. And it was. And it, it, it has, it, you know, it is. I also know that this next time around, it's life or death. You know? I mean, as far as they're concerned in the direction they're going and the things they're doing and the moves they're making and the people that are involved, as far as they're concerned, it's a done deal. So let them think that. So, so knowing all this, what's the point? So, knowing all this, that this is definitely time and place, right? But, you know what? Like Jesus said, the workers are few and the fields are ripe. In other words... There's very few real believers. I said to my friend a number of times, and we've said it to each other, you know, back and forth, we're the last eyewitnesses. We are the last witnesses. And I don't mean necessarily witnessing as in, you know, go door to door like the church does and everything. That's not my really uh, point I'm trying to make. What I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, we're the last ones that witnessed the way life used to be. That's pretty profound when you think about it. When you're a Bible prophecy individual, and you don't even have to be an expert, if you just believe in Prophecy 101, which is the words of Jesus to the end of Revelation, don't even go into the Old Testament. You know what I mean? So if you're in the Prophecy 101, all right, folks, now is the time you want to start taking a hard look at what's going on. And again... It's our job, it's our duty as Christians to never, ever, ever get caught just hanging out or hanging around at the water cooler, as they say, when, you know, there's a whole world of people out there that need to be saved. There's a whole world of people out there that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of them? Nope, not going to happen. As big as and much as Billy Graham did I'm sure he missed a few. (laughs) You know, the point is this. There has never been a more important time to get busy. All right. Now is the moment when the Lord is going to look back on our life with us. And he's going to point to this time and say, why didn't you? It won't be so much about why did you? All right. Unless it's to give you a congratulations and a compliment. But by that point in time, when he says to you, why didn't you? Well, I think you know pretty well the answer right now. You don't have to tell me. I hope you know the answer. I hope you know, you know, what you're doing and what you're, uh, what do you call it, Uh, you know, striving for and so forth and so on. But I don't know that any of you are ready, willing and able to preach the gospel to pray for people to anything I, I don't think you're up to it and that's pretty sad considering those right there don't require anything except for lip service pretty much right but if we don't make a move then who's to blame us nobody else nobody else forced us not to move we we decided to sit this one out <laughs> The most important time, the greatest time to be alive. Personally, I think this is great. Bring it on. Apocalypse Baby One. Let's go. (laughs) You know, my Lord Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back and sit himself down on that throne and say, enough. Let the truth be known. And if you think them devils and demons and whatnot are. Shaking now. Trembling now. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And you know what? When everybody sees Satan for who he really is, they're all going to stand there and go, are you the freaking guy that we're down here because of you? In other words, (laughs) he's a created being just like the rest of us. He wasn't begotten, which means... Well, forget about it. I ain't going to get into that now. But it's different than being created. See, that's what makes Jesus separate. We're all sons of God, but we're all created, okay? Including Satan. Jesus was what they call begotten. So, just in layman's terms, real quick. Begotten. I'm a spirit, okay? And I want to give myself a physical body much like the man that I'm going to create down the road here and so he gives himself a physical body which has an appearance and function and all that like a regular I guess you could say human being or a man but he's of God's essence God's spirit God's shenaka glory okay He's not created. So we're all created. All right? And the thing is, if we don't start thinking on on, 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 the, on God's terms, on his level, I know what his thoughts are and our thoughts and his ways are, you know, I know all that. But there is a there is a given amount that he's willing to share. And you need to be going out there with your hands open, thrust your arms out to the Lord and say, please, Lord, Give me what I need. And I'll tell you, he's going to give it to you. You might not like the way you get it sometimes. You know, when you pray for patience, like I said before, he might give you a situation that's really going to test your patience. But with a little bit of understanding, you'll gain a much greater, much more control on your patience and your anger and your all these kinds of things. So it's not necessarily poof. There you go. Sometimes it's a life, you know, life situation that's going to really throw you into the into the, into the fire for a while. That's what happened to me and Tina when you know I lost my job in New York. I'll tell you what, man. Unless you've been through that, you have no idea what that's like. Government job two and a half years ago, full retirement, the whole nine yards. Wife and I have benefits for life, the whole nine yards. Blah 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 blah. Yep. 3 years before the the end date god decided to end it now okay <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you go really now you know but anyway the point is you know regardless of how you get what you need you're going to get and then you're going to be able to take that and use that and it's not always the kind of thing where you're consciously aware that you're doing this with what you now have that you didn't have before it it really doesn't work that way But there may come a time periodically from time to time, you'll think back on something and go, wow, that's because God taught me how to be more patient. You know, that kind of thing. It's more like that. So, you know, when we look at the way things are and what's to be, well, then there's only one course of action for we, the people of God, the real, you know, believers, born again believers, the real patriots, who wouldn't sell our soul for a politician, but we take a bet on him. Okay. We're the ones that are in charge of you might call it damage control. Because, you know, like I said, these events I feel are getting ready to pop up. It's gonna, it's gonna be the next phase, or actually it'll be the last phase, in the paradigm shift. This will be the last time, more or less, you know, in in these terms, that something like this will happen. Because it'll, and remember, it could be one thing or a few things, you know, simultaneously or close together. They will open the door for the rest of the the agenda. And that's why I call this, you know, damage control. Because there's really no other way to look at it. We're not going to save the world. As much as I wish I could say, you know, there's going to be a grand revival and billions of people, you know, like old-time Jimmy, what the heck was his name? No, not Jimmy. Billy Graham Crusades. You know, Oral Roberts. Remember those? You old enough to remember them? That was another one. Oh, yeah. Don't forget um, Jim and Tammy Baker. PTL Club. Pass the loot. That's what my buddy used to call it. Pass the loot. No, that's not going to happen. Well, you know what? The phoniness of Jim and Tammy, yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening. But revival, Nah, no. Damage control. Damage control. All we can do now is reach out to the lost and, you know, well, reach out to the lost. The one thing I think that I, I want to make absolutely clear here is this. Even though I'm talking gloom and doom, and as world politics, you know, plays out all around us, and we just we're just like in the soup, I guess. We have comfort. We know the King of Kings has the final move. We know. The hard part's getting from here to there, right? You know. You see, there's almost a mathematical law of of, I guess physics or science—I don't know how to explain it—but it fuels this megalomaniacal dream of mankind. You know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's like, give me enough power, concentrated in time and place, and I'll rule the world. That's, point <laughs> in a nutshell, right? And this is how the world leader comes. They're going to give him more than enough power. And of course, his essence and everything is going to be from Satan. Right? So. And he'll rule us. Oh, boy, will he rule us. We've had relatively benevolent to utterly despotic in far as rulers, kings and rulers, presidents, prime ministers, you know. And even today. That whole spectrum is still manifest amongst us. Just look at any leaders throughout the world; they're all bent. <laughs> Sorry to say. Now, the Old Testament, well, oh, it, it, it speaks of kings, and they ruled over individual cities in Canaan. Then you know Israel decided. Well, that was individual cities, so that's like the time of Samuel the prophet well he was a judge they call him Judge you know and they were they had zones or areas that they worked you know he wasn't the only prophet walking around in Israel at the time now it was later on God gave the Israelites, a king like they wanted, like everybody else had. And You warned them against it. But there's a, with this pause that's going on, and it, it kind of seems like it's around the world, other than the Ukraine, like because they're like in the middle of a a shitstorm. But there's a, a, a renewed demand, not an asking for, not a requesting, a demand for ever-expanding government power. Never before has there been this kind of, well, ever-expanding government power. Because our Constitution and the laws and the Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence, while it doesn't necessarily forbid those things, it does put a hamper on them. And of course, these people, they threw that out the window or out the door or flushed it, whatever you want to call it. Long, long time ago. You know, he, there ought to be a law, right? You, you Remember those of us? I'm dating myself again. And it was a song, too. There ought to be a law. But instead of the police coming, no, now it's the government. Yeah. Do you notice that? See how this change happens? A lot of you, maybe most of you or all of you, never saw that. Didn't think about it on those terms. But now the people look to the government for every problem. And the scary part is they look to the government real or perceived, the problem, real or perceived. I mean, if it's a real problem and you really think the government needs to get involved, okay. But if it's some kind of false flag nonsense, you know, yada, yada, yada. If it's that kind of thing, well, then this is way too dangerous. No, no, no. Nobody gave the government that right. The government took it. The government created illegal laws and false flags and every other kind of thing you can imagine and took our rights away. They've done it. And then they have insidious gall to stand there and wave it in our faces at the end of a fish hook (laughs) like, you can't catch it, so you can't have it. I'm not saying government's evil. Not in in and of itself. God created government. God runs his kingdom like a government. You know, you have the head of state and then you have his prime minister, you know, and so forth down the line. So, you know, they disrupt and they they confuse and then re-infuse a new idea, a new way, and it comes at just the right time. So... We were into, like, what, the two-year zone or so, give or take, of the pandemic, quote-unquote. And everybody started to kind of, like, get ready to break out just for the sake of it. And they said, boy, we have the answer. And, you know, here we are. You know, how'd that work out for you? But, you know, God made government. He instituted the family. These were basic building blocks of a society. He ordained government. He allowed government or let government to uphold order, encourage societal goods, and also to punish, you know, inevitable and, and, you know, wrongs. Within its proper boundary, government is an agent for good. But unfortunately, because not everybody has the same relationship with the Lord, you know, they're wannabes, member, professor, or possessor. So Satan, there he is, he's in there, he has incited. I mean, he lit that match, boy, and I'll tell you what, that mine was full of dynamite, and that wasn't the only thing and only one. And he's incited mankind to pursue power and politics, man, way past God, they're thinking they're God in some way, shape, or form. They're making their own destiny. They're creating their own fate. Yada, yada, yada. And they're also rejecting God's laws. Well, you know, when you reject His laws and usurp His authority, something bad's going to happen, and a lot of people are going to get hurt and die, some of them, ever since, let's think about this, think about this, a little history here, ever since the Tower of Babel, it's been one disappointment, failure, and heartbreak after another, because man still thinks he can run the show on his own, I got this, no you don't, (laughs) no you don't. You know, I don't know how much they mean it, but, you know, the football players and, and sports players, when they make a score or whatever, they kiss their lips and point to the sky and look up. You know, I presume that's to the Lord. Wouldn't it be great if they really meant it? I'm not saying they don't. They might. I, You know, I'm not saying. But if they really meant it, that's right. You perform this skill that God gave you to do. Plain as that. You see... In the end, it's all about the relationship. Again and again and again and again I talk about it. God's word tells us that the world is going to align in a particular way in the end times. We see that happening now. We see countries, some countries that never talked to each other before are suddenly bosom buddies. And some countries, they're not talking to anybody anymore. But either way... There's a new alignment, okay? A new alignment. You know, in the book of Daniel, it talks about the ten toes of Daniel, and everybody says, that's the revived Roman Empire. The only thing with that theory is this. Rome never made it past Israel. Never. They went as far as, I, I, maybe Iraq at one time, at one time, and realize how much distance it was and how dry, you know. And you got to supply a, a people or an army if you're going to stretch them out that far. they got to have food and water and whatnot. And they just didn't see it as a viable option. So they never, they really just kind of centered their focus around Israel and Egypt. And that was it. But the one empire that used to be, and still is to some degree, is the Ottoman Empire, the Turks, the Muslims, Islamists. Now their empire stretched like three-quarters of the globe almost. It was only after the First World War, when they took sides on the wrong side, that Britain, you know, they divided up the Middle East like a bunch of slices of pizza, but anyways... The outcome was that the Ottoman Empire was gone. But, you know, they, they're, they're not happy with that. And trust me when I tell you, they'll do anything and everything they can to get that straightened out. Didn't I just read the story about the Muslims? Or am I going to do that on the show? I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's Dearborn, Michigan. But either way, it's in Michigan. This one city or town, so I, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm going to give you, the you know, what I know. So it's predominantly Muslim, and now it is against the law to say or do anything anti-Muslim or anti-Islam. This is exactly, pretty much, or pretty close, I mean this is just sort of saying, well here's a statue of Muhammad, you're going to bow down to him at one o'clock every afternoon. I mean, they haven't gone that far, but (laughs) it's only a matter of time. But this is just like in Daniel's day. At such and such time, you will bow to the king's statue. And Daniel and his cohort said, "Mm -hmm, not going to happen. That's how they ended up in the fiery furnace and so forth. So we have a world that's aligning itself. We have a people that are just (laughs) joyriding, for lack of a better word. And we have these global elitists that are Willing to do everything and anything, you know, to play in the manipulation of the nations, just like pieces on a chessboard. And this swirl of world politics is really just another sign we're living in the season of the Lord's return. And I tell you this, with, because it's this confusion and utter chaos that's gripped them beyond their own recognition, they, they don't even realize it themselves. See, that's this thing with mass psychosis. In regular hypnotism, the hypnotist doesn't get hypnotized, okay? In mass psychosis, the hypnotist is definitely hypnotized. And even though they may have known something about this thing... They have no idea they've been hypnotized. And they go right along with everybody else. la di la dee la Like the sheep over the cliff in the New Testament. So, what do we do? Well, again, damage control. We are the ones that are going to have to take responsibility for at least trying to do something. I mean, wouldn't you rather be caught doing something than nothing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if the Lord will return and you were caught doing nothing, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what. You want to know? I'll tell you how you can know. Read your New Testament. And he'll tell you exactly what you want to know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Jesus is good like that. (laughs) Read your Bible. I don't know what else to tell you. Except this. When the Lord comes, whenever that might be, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, un-trib, whatever, when he comes, what's he gonna find you doing? Where are you gonna be at in your life? Or let me put it to you this way when you die, where are you gonna be at in your life? Or where were you at? You know? Were you serving God and believing in God and all that good stuff, or were you just laddied on tiptoeing through the tulips, getting by another day? Seriously, that's what it comes down to. He says that in the script, read the New Testament. I mean, he talks about it in no uncertain terms. It doesn't work out pretty good for the ones that were, like, goofing off, that knew they should have been doing something else, but they didn't. No different than, like, here on, on earth. Your parents tell you to do one thing, you do another, and there's consequences. Well, that's the same way here, absolutely. No question about it. I hope that listening to these shows and doing some reading and doing some research on your own and talking to some people, if you have the chance, that you will come to understand and know that now is the time of action. Each and every day that you waste, and it's a waste, all right, is, you know, one day lost. We've already got too many days lost between the bunch of us, Right. (laughs) I mean, let's face it. Some of you didn't get hot until you heard my show. And I'm not bragging on the show. But there's nothing wrong with saying, boy, it was this one episode on that show when he said that, you know, so forth and so on. Man, I'll tell you, I got busy. That's awesome. I am so glad to hear that. Right? I mean, amen. Hallelujah. Whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes, man. I used to pray, Lord, I wish I had the time to just be totally dedicated to you and this, that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. Mmm, there goes the job and I've got to sell the house and blah, blah, blah. And now what do I get to do? That's right. Study and read and pray and do a show three days a week. It all works out. I'm so grateful and wonderfully, wondrously just... Totally grateful that the Lord sees us through each and every day, each and every week, month, years, decades, you know, maybe a century. And there's nothing, nothing other than glory, glory, hallelujah. So, anyways, what you was know, going to be a quick little comment on what I think is coming down the road and the way I feel about things. I mean, I mean that. I think people. They're like, you know that pause, that hesitancy right before? Boom! You know, or bang, or zip, zing, whatever noise you want to use. Whatever it turns out to be, then we'll figure out the noise, right? But yeah, that's how it works. I think they've been prepped. I think they're well prepared or pretty darn close to it. Some of them might need a little bit more seasoning, but they'll fall in place, and that's that's what they want. That's what they want. This remember, always, always, always remember, it doesn't happen by mistake. President Roosevelt couldn't emphasize that enough, Franklin Roosevelt. Nothing happens by mistake. I paraphrase the rest of what he said. Believe you me, when it happens, we knew about it and probably caused it. Well, I don't doubt him. Not one bit. From what I know... And what I've seen and what I've heard and been told, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm they got us hook, line, and sinker, baby. But you know what? Satan's got them even worse. See, because God take that hook out of your mouth and get you back to him. Well, Satan, you know, he's just evil, everybody. You just can't imagine. I wish I could emphasize stronger. But I can't, and so I'm going to let you go. Thanks for listening. God bless You know what? Maybe this will be a bonus show. We'll do it out tomorrow, Saturday. God bless.